Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. This is Pete Becky, one of the associate pastors at West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Reconciling Grace. Joining us on the panel today are Reverend Vicki Cundiff. Vicki is one of the pastors on staff at Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. Steve Wilson, Christian author, who is also a graduate of United Theological Seminary in Dayton, and Mick Wells, who is one of the co-hosts of the Cross Connection radio program, who has been part of the Wells of Salvation Ministries since 1980. And Mick is the one who's going to be kind of taking the lead today on the program. The subject today is forgiveness, and I know that, Mick, that this has been a subject that has been near and dear to your heart that you've been wanting to discuss, so why don't you just kind of lead us where you'd like things to start off today? Hey, thanks, Pete. Yeah, this is a topic which uh, I think uh, moves into the experience of everybody listening to this station, everybody who's listening to my voice. Uh, not a day goes by, but what somebody isn't offended or uh, hurt by the words or actions of other people. This doesn't apply to just Christians, but forgiveness has definite characteristics in the Word of God, it, that, uh, and Christians have specific responsibilities on what to do when forgiveness is, is requested. Um, I couldn't help but think of uh, a song that was written and performed by Don Henley some years ago. It's called The Heart of the Matter. And uh, an important part of that song was a refrain says, forgiveness, forgiveness. I think it involves forgiveness. And I don't think of Don Henley as, as an accomplished theologian or anything. But uh, if you don't believe that the hurts occur in this world, just monitor Facebook for a while. When somebody hurts or offends us, uh, you know, what's the reaction? I've seen all kinds on Facebook ultimately defriending people, but God has some specific instructions for Christians on how to deal uh, with offenses, especially uh, concerning a, a brother or sister. I'm going to ask Vicki to read a, a key verse here to start us off, uh, Luke 17, verses 3 and 4. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. Yeah, a lot of food for thought here. Uh, good instruction. And these, uh, if you have a red letter Bible, these are words coming from Jesus. First of all, uh, it talks about if your brother or sister sins against you. And I'd just like to briefly throw out there, are these instructions specifically guiding how we react to a fellow Christian who it says sins against you or, you know, something offensive uh, toward you versus uh, a non-Christian? What do you think? Yes. It, so it's specific to the 
Yeah, when, Je- when Jesus says brother or sister, he's talking about Christians uh, because that's part of the change that Jesus brought. Um, Jewish culture it was very much about who's my in-group. So they would start with my family. I'm loyal to my family. Then I'm loyal to my town. Then I'm loyal to my nation of Israel. Uh, and Jesus kind of turned that on his head. He said, well, who's my brother and sister? Mm-hmm. It's those who are Christians. Right. And so... Uh, anytime in Scripture when you see brother or sister uh, in a Christian context, it's talking about other Christians. Okay. Would you agree that uh, when the word neighbor is used in the Scripture, it's talking about someone other than Christians? I don't know that it would be necessarily someone other than Christians, but I think it goes along to what Steve just said about the uh, how did you use the word the tribal the um, in group the in group right because the brother and sister would be closer the neighbor would next be the next uh, you know in the concentric circles that we talk about in today's scientific world you know we have we have our psychological ways of looking at things uh, we just have to put bigger words to it but I think that the neighbor would be the next after the uh, brother or sister and the neighbor could be Christian, but not necessarily. That's how I would see it. One of the things that I was wondering about was what are our responsibilities toward a non-Christian? Do we confront them? Do we uh, bring this to their attention? And what if they recognize and admit the problem and ask for forgiveness? In other words, if a non-Christian acts, responds in a Christian manner, would this be applicable but uh, I'll just throw that out there for for thought but the Bible says here if your brother or sister sins against you it says rebuke them now how do you do that unless you unless it's inherently involving a confrontation wouldn't you agree have any Mm -hmm. of you ever had uh, the occasion to approach somebody like this in this manner Uh, yes Mick there's been um, several times um, one that I can remember in particular, uh, there was a problem in the church, um, and so you know I and someone else went to have a conversation, you know, with them about it. Uh, the scripture says that Jesus tells us that um, to go and, and talk to them uh, about that, um, and it went well, at least then at that moment, <laughs> uh, and it went well just to sit down calmly and say, hey, this is, this is what happened, you know, and can we talk about this and. And, you know, in that particular time, at that day anyway, that went very well. But uh, Jesus does tell us that we should, you know, go and, and speak to someone. And it's not a matter, if you're going to go in anger, you're, you're going to mess up, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you need to go in, in the right spirit uh, in how you go and talk to someone. Because yeah. that's what I would want, you know, if I did that to someone, I'd want them to come to me in that right spirit. <laughs> sure. uh, I think that you're going to listen better, um, depending on how you're approaching it. Absolutely. Uh, you want to make sure that you're not antagonizing right but uh, to speak the truth in love as mm-hmm. is often said well there's a number of ways when you approach a, a Christian fellow Christian um, one fellow I read uh, online described three types of reactions when can when a person confronts another with an offense um, he said first of all the offense occurs the offender realizes it and asks forgiveness and makes reparation and you forgive. Indeed, that's what the Lord requires of Christians toward those who ask for forgiveness. 
The second way of reacting would be the offense occurs, the offender was oblivious that uh, you had these concerns, apparently. You approach them, the offender then suddenly realizes uh, what happened and the wrong, they ask forgiveness, and they make reparation. And uh, we are obliged then to forgive the person. I've probably run into this third type of reaction more than the other two. If a fellow Christian has offended or sins against uh, another and they're approached and uh, the word in the scripture is actually rebuke, which is pretty harsh, uh, at least by today's connotations. The offense occurs, the offender was oblivious, you approach them, uh, the, the offender ignores you, or worse, denies everything and blames on you. In other words, puts, gets, engages in a, in a battle. And I'd say there's probably a fourth situation where the offense occurs and the offender knows it but stands behind what they did. They're not oblivious. But anyway, there's, there's no reconciliation there. And um, I guess... Um, we ought to talk a little bit now about the essence of forgiveness as a transaction. Um, in other words, do I or should I forgive somebody or even can I forgive somebody who doesn't recognize the offense or ask for forgiveness? Can I answer that with the words of Jesus? Sure. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. You know, I heard somebody say, I wish I could remember who it was. There was a preacher one time who said along these lines that even at that point, you know, Jesus was dying on the cross. He had been suffering immeasurably. And you notice that he didn't say, Father, I forgive them. He said, Father, forgive them. And this preacher said maybe the implication was that Jesus didn't have the strength anymore to forgive them, but still asked his father to do the forgiving, which is an interesting way of looking at it. But the point is that Jesus said to forgive them. Why? Because they did not know what they were doing. Well, along those lines, I had a uh, verse here from Acts 7, verse 60, where Stephen is being stoned. Along the same lines, Stephen's plea while being stoned to death, and I quote, and falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. In other words, he died. Um, is there any significance? Let's just jump into that, Pete. Is there any significance in that Jesus was making a plea to the Father to forgive them? And Stephen making a plea to the Lord. Yeah, really, neither one of them said, I forgive them. Right. They both said, don't hold this sin against them. Um, you know, I think that the point being, you and I, and maybe not Vicky or Steve, but no, seriously, all of us may not have enough strength within ourselves to forgive. But when we ask God, the Father, to forgive, even if we can't do it ourselves, we are surrendering our will to his will because he wants to forgive because that's why Jesus died on the cross was to forgive us our sin. 
I, I think what I came to the conclusion of ever after looking into this in some uh, depth is that we would need to be willing to forgive. A willingness to forgive and if the person if we can't complete the transaction through them where it says and if they repent forgive them if that doesn't take place we still have an offense and it's unresolved um, I think there's a difference we can live with ourselves because we're willing able and ready to forgive somebody but if the transaction is not complete, I think that that is um, remedial in a sense for the Christian to d adopt that attitude. Otherwise, it's, it seems like there's just a, a wedge built into relationships. But I'll, I'll probably circle back to that. Right. And I think that um, let me answer that quickly before we take our break. One of the things that I have seen in a practical sense is how often have there have been times when somebody has sinned against me or somebody has sinned against another person and they say, I've tried to forgive them or I've tried to make things right and they won't accept it. And I just have to say, well, that means the ball is in their court now because you've done what you can do. You cannot force somebody else to repent or to forgive you. And with that, I do need to take a break here for our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Reconciling Grace talking about forgiveness. And we're back with Reconciling Grace, and Mick Wells is leading us in a discussion about forgiveness. So, Mick, why don't you pick up where we kind of left off? Yeah, there's an interesting scripture that uh, talks about God's attitude toward our own sin in relation to how we treat each other as Christian brothers and sisters when it comes to the issue of, of forgiveness. And, uh, Steve, would you share with us Matthew 18, verses 32 to 35? says, Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Yeah, so... How we treat each other in terms of forgiveness and, and uh, canceling debts and so forth, according to the scriptures, uh, drives how our Heavenly Father will treat each of us. I, that's significant because we have to be willing to do what we're looking to our Heavenly Father to do for us. If He's going to forgive us our sins, we need to be willing to forgive uh, fellow brothers and sisters from the heart, but I'd like to zero in on those last three words, from the heart. Um, it would have been fine for me if, if it says uh, how the Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister, period, but it goes on to say from your heart. Is that significant? What does it mean to forgive from your heart? Does that mean that you have to feel the act of forgiveness? No. So 
in, in the Old Testament and in, in this Jewish culture, heart does not mean feelings. Heart is, uh, heart is you, it's the core of your being. So I would say forgive from your heart means to make an active choice to forgive that person. It's not someone offends you and then years later you're like, oh, I, I totally forgot about that. It's not a passive forgiveness. It's not something that, that time heals. It's something where you decide, I'm going to forgive that. Even if it still hurts, right? Yeah, yeah. So does it have anything to do with genuineness or sincerity? I think so. I think it's a matter of the heart, but it's still a choice. Like you said, I totally agree with what he said. It's a choice that you're making, but when I say it's a matter of the heart, that's the kind of heart that God wants us to have, someone who is loving and forgiving. And just as Christ has forgiven me, then I'm going to be willing to forgive someone else. Well, if I think of my sins and the sins of, of everyone else, of what we have done as an offense against God, but then we're going to look at someone else and say, I can't forgive you. You know, we didn't deserve our salvation, yet we've received it, you know, our forgiveness. Right. Well, I'm glad to hear your comments on this because if, if God's treatment of me depends on my attitude and I have to forgive from my heart, there have been many times it hasn't been heartfelt, <laughs> if you will, because it's been so terribly hurtful. It just doesn't come natural. It's, you almost have to adopt a, a very Christ-like attitude. It's, it's almost, the forgive, with respect to forgiveness, it's almost like agape love. It's, it's one of those divine things. Okay, Lord, you told me that I need to uh, forgive, and, and I choose to forgive, but I sure still don't feel good. Well, that's right. It's a decision, though, that you make. That's like the agape love is not a feeling. It's a decision. And as you said, you might not feel good about it, but you have submitted to doing what the Lord told you to do, even if you didn't feel like it. And I think that that is from the heart. It's it's not a flippant. To me, to me, it's something flippant would be not from the heart. Okay, okay, I forgive you. You know, kind of like when when a little child hits his brother or sister. Now you apologize. To him, I'm sorry. You know, that's that's not that's not from the heart. That's that's I don't want to get uh, punished. You know. Um, but what you described, I think, is a decision, a clear decision, to submit to the will of God, even though you didn't feel it. It's an obedience right, to what God wants us to do. But we have to think about what that forgiveness is going to do for us. Sometimes we're so focused on whether or not someone needs that forgiveness, whether they deserve that forgiveness, and we're not thinking about what it's doing to us in our own heart. Um, if you don't forgive, the anger that you're going to feel the bitterness that's going to crop up and the resentment that's going to be there. And every time you think about it, then you're going to be mad at that person. And uh, I've heard this said, and I believe this with all my heart, that you are essentially allowing someone else to control you when you don't forgive. They're not, they don't know that they're doing it, but you're being controlled by their behavior unless you forgive someone. So forgiveness is about, uh, as Steve said, the choice that we're making, the willingness that we're going to adopt God's heart and that we're going to forgive people because that's the right thing to do. Not only is it right before God, but it's right for me and in, in my own heart because then no matter how they behave after that, I'm going to be able to, to feel good about myself uh, even, even if they don't ask for forgiveness because the Bible does tell us you know, not to take revenge. 
you know, and that. But the the scripture that says, uh, can you guys quote that one for me? Um, Vengeance is mine, saith the, the Lord. And because you heap burning, show acts of kindness because oh, okay. you heap burning coals on their head. Yeah. And so you know you're going to get through to that person with you can look at them and and still talk with them and still treat them right. And because even though they know they've done you wrong, you're treating them with love and respect because you've forgiven them from their heart, and that's where God's going to be able to deal with them. Right, and just for the point, I quoted a different scripture than what you were talking about, but let's go on. <laughs> I want to add, uh, more. we're talking about this choice that we make. Sometimes it's a choice that you have to make over and over and over again. Uh, sometimes, like, like we were saying, that hurt from, from what that person did is still there. And so every time... I think about that, that hurt can come back, and again, I have to, in my heart, or in, in the core of my being, again, say, I forgive that. And if I, could, if I could take off from there, Steve, one of the things, too, and I'm glad you brought that up, because this just brought this idea of me about over and over again. I just remembered a Bible study that I was in one time. I wasn't leading it. I was listening to it. And they were talking about the Lord's Prayer when it says, forgive us our debts. The, the point was, and this was a guy who, who was Greek scholar and taught this in seminaries and stuff, and he said that the idea of forgive means to let go of. And he was talking about something like Steve, like you were just talking about, that that just doesn't go away. And he says, and so when you have to, when it's brought to your mind and you feel this again, you have to keep letting go of it, let go of it, let go of it. And he said, what you'll find is that the times that you have to let go of it start getting farther and farther apart. And just about the time when you think you've forgotten all about it, it'll sneak up again and you'll have to let go of it again. But after a while that it'll get farther and farther apart and you are in the process of keeping on forgiving yeah you know this uh this whole topic has some interesting things that we can discuss in maybe a follow-on program steve but uh i was i was thinking of uh how how we're challenged by dealing with repeated offenses because the sincerity of the request or the demonstration of repentance and requesting forgiveness, we don't know. We can't get inside the other person. We can see the pattern of behavior. I have a close relative without naming names who knows the scripture and knows that I am obliged to extend forgiveness when they come and ask for repentance, but they almost use that as an excuse to offend me because they know they can get by with it. They know I will forgive them if they come and mouth the words, but a day later it'll be the same thing, and over and over and over again, and it's a challenge. Now this is, I'm talking about as a parent toward a child. I also have seen it taken place in bad marriages where one spouse beats the other the obligation is to forgive if there's repentance over and over and over again because we're commanded to do that at the same time i believe the lord wants us to look a little beyond that see the pattern and say i don't want my children uh, 
in a wrathful situation. Right, and I think it's important that we would say at this point that in a situation, for instance, where somebody is being beaten, that you can forgive, but that doesn't mean you have to stay in the situation. Right. You know, you need to get yourself to safety. You need to get your children to safety and you can still forgive. The marriage vow has not been broken by you. If you leave, it's been broken by the one who promised to love, honor and defend you by them beating you. So um, there's still forgiveness. I can forgive you. You can say you're sorry or not, but I can forgive you. I can ask God to forgive you, but that doesn't mean that I have to stay living with you and putting myself and the children, if there are children, in that bad situation. Exactly. I, I agree. I would say we're probably all in agreement on, on that, and I'm so glad to hear that. We have this wonderful promise in the Scriptures. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He, meaning God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I don't know how many times I have leaned on that uh, because I will confess things over and over and over again, not because I'm paranoid, but because I realize that I'm guilty of, of being weak in my flesh. Well, we all are. But we have this wonderful promise that if we do confess it, God will forgive us our sins and he purifies us from all unrighteousness. Well, Pete, I ask you to share a scripture that's very similar to the one that Steve shared with us. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And... Uh, that underscores what we've been talking about. It does. That uh, if we recognize that, um, that we have offended somebody or sinned against somebody or somebody sins against us, uh, we're to follow through with what Jesus instructed to do, to do because Jesus' own attitude of, toward us in terms of forgiveness is affected by our attitude toward how we forgive uh, other Christians. Now, I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail, but just to share that this section of Scripture comes immediately following what we call the Lord's Prayer, where he has said, you know, forgive us our sins or forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This is the one thing that he elaborated on after the Lord's Prayer. So he... Um, he, he, he kind of showed how important this idea of forgiveness is because he asked about all different things in the Lord's Prayer, but he elaborated on this particular part about forgiveness. Absolutely. I'd like to close out with uh, sharing with you an experience that I had years ago with forgiveness. At that time, several years ago, I owned a piece of property, and it was farmland. And a fellow came up to a farmer came up to me and says, "Can I rent that from you?" And it was season by season. There came up. We did arrange an agreement where he would rent that for uh, four hundred dollars. And uh, there came a point when I sold the property, and the new owner wanted to be paid for this fellow having farmed it. The farmer said, "No, my agreement." 
my lease agreement was with you, meaning me, mm-hmm. and that's our agreement. And end of the season came, no $400. I finally had uh, to say, since you've identified yourself as a Christian to me, your decision not to pay me, I leave between you and God. And I had to give it over to God. And that's what forgiveness is about, is giving it over, letting it go, as I talked about a little bit before. And, uh, you know, we're right about running out of time. Uh, Mick Wells, you've been doing a great job with forgiveness. Something tells me we're not quite done with this one yet. We might come back to this. Steve Wilson, Vicki Cundiff, um, it's been great to have you with us. This is Pete Vecchi. Again, if you'd like to have any of us share at your church, let us know. Send us an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com or if you have a question that you'd like us to discuss send us an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com may god bless you this has been reconciling grace join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of jesus christ